Time to check out Rick's reading list as we go back to the Heroes in History series. Jeff and Janet Benge writing about John Adams' independence forever. The book begins this way. John Adams looked up at the billowing sails of the Boston, let out the mainsail. He heard Captain Tucker yell. Four sailors rushed past him, scaled the mast where they adjusted the ropes. They worked quickly, ready for the captain's next order. The Boston picked up speed as it plowed through the frigid waters of the Atlantic Ocean. John turned and headed for the stern of the ship. His heart sank as he looked behind them. The British man of war was still in hot pursuit. He reached for his eyeglass as he peered at the other ship's deck. Sure enough, the sailors in the vessel were also trimming their sails to catch the extra gusts of wind. It had been this way with a man of war on their tail for two long days, and John wondered whether it was finally going to break the deadlock between them. He stepped back, he started, and uh, looked at the leather trunk that was lashed to the deck. He checked the knots that held it there, and suddenly he heard a voice behind him saying, Papa, what's in there? And why did you bring it on deck? It turns out it was John's seven-year, eleven-year-old son, Johnny. John looked at the boy and carefully chose his words as not to alarm him. All of the official papers I brought with me are in there, he said in a level voice. If the ship that is giving chase catches us, I am going to cut the rope that binds the trunk to the deck and push it overboard. It's very heavy. I've put cast iron in it so it will sink right away. But they won't catch us, will they, Johnny asked. John would have liked to have assured his son, but there was no point in hiding the truth. I wish I knew, he said, patting the boy on the shoulder. Only time will tell, but you must promise me one thing. No matter what happens, you have to be brave and do whatever the captain tells you. Do you understand? Johnny looked up, bewildered, but I'll be with you, Papa. You and I will be together, and you can tell me what to do. I hope so, John said, looking away, but just in case we get separated, you do exactly as the captain tells you. Johnny gulped back a tear. Yes, Papa, I promise. Now go below and finish your translation work. We can't let a little thing like a man of war stop you from your studies, can we? Johnny grinned and headed back below deck, but John stayed watching the ship behind them. He wished he could have told his son the truth, the whole truth, but his son would have been terrified. The part about throwing the trunk overboard was true, but if the British did overrun the ship, John intended to follow the trunk to the bottom of the ocean. It's not what he wanted to do, but he could not see a better option. You see, in the eyes of the King of England, John Adams was a traitor. Not only had he advocated declaring independence for the American colonies from Great Britain, he had voted for it and proudly affixed his signature to the Declaration of Independence. If he were captured by the British, he would have taken, been taken back to England and hanged. That's the way the book begins on John Adams by Jeff and Janet Benge, talking about somebody who many times is completely overlooked in our study of history. Because everybody knows about the forefather, George Washington. So many people know much about the person who wrote the Declaration of Independence. But it was people like John Adams who took the heat and took the risk and signed 
the Declaration of Independence, which made them a target for the King of England. Because had Adams been caught there in the North Atlantic Sea, he would have been considered a traitor, as were many other colonists in the United States. John Adams, the attorney, wanted nothing more than to be a farmer like his father. He grew up hunting and fishing and spending time riding and being on the land and working the land and tilling the ground. He wanted to be somebody who was outside, and yet his love for America and his love of the law is what ultimately led him to become a statesman for the United States, spending much time in Europe advocating for America and then coming back and ultimately being pushed into the position of being the second president of the United States. So many things in the book that I did not know about John Adams, but one of the things that just really uh, just really, really pushed me and, and made me think was that as an attorney, remember with the Boston Massacre, the soldiers who were involved in shooting at colonists in Boston after a snowball fight had broken out and they ended up killing colonists, John Adams was the one who defended those soldiers. Not necessarily because he thought what they did was right, but because he thought that they had to have representation in order to be able to uh, truly live by what the law says. A remarkable man who, again, is oftentimes overlooked in American history. John Adams, who, oh, by the way, also was the father of that little boy, Johnny, who was on that ship, who would become the sixth president of the United States, John Quincy Adams. Check it out. Jeff and Janet Benz. John Adams, Independence Forever, part of their Heroes of History. It's not a hard book to read, a couple hundred pages, but what I liked, and I've gone through more than a dozen of them, is that it gives you a great overview of putting important people into a historic context that you might not get otherwise. So again, check it out. John Adams, Independence Forever, the name of it.